welcome to this episode of the story edge i am so excited for this for this one because i finally get to talk to another marketer um chris colby of uh what's it did i'm about dare to dream is that right <laughs> live to dream buddy love to dream love to dream I, I think i think i might have confused i might have confused things um i'm the host marlon august and i'm here with chris colby a really awesome gentleman um we actually went to school together you know these are one of those weird things but first welcome chris yeah no it's a small world i don't think uh, we haven't spoken in over 20 years almost and here we bump into each other in like a common business network and like i know you yeah i know right it's, it's freaking weird i mean like it's first of all when you said 20 years i was like oh my gosh really you know like 20 years is a long long time um and it's actually a blessing to be around that long and that's just like it is really just exciting to to connect with someone after i mean when we knew each other as kids and then and then now as adults on a very very similar journey i'm not particularly proud of who i was as a kid but i must say you've aged beautifully because you see i'm getting all these little gray gray things <laughs> popping through here and there's no dusting there on Marlon, and unless you you hide it really well, that's impressive stuff. Now, I, at the moment, I'm lucky enough to to, to be in that space. Of not, I had like one grey hair, um, but uh, yeah, it seems it seems like not yet. But it's, if I had to follow the lineage, um, it's coming <laughs> very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing more irritating. Like I don't mind going grey, but just this one little speck here really annoys me because whenever I do video content, all I can see in the screen is this little white thing. It's like I've got something stuck in my beard. I hear you though, I hear you. Uh, look, um, it's, it's funny actually, a guy um, I went to high school with, he's like full on gray. He is gray, gray, gray. And um, well, we we dabble a lot in um in like having to, in how we eat, right? My wife is like a major um, student of all the things. So we've done it all, literally from vegan all the way to like full on carnivore. It's crazy like how, how food actually plays into um, youthfulness. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Um, and I got my own sort of theories about it, but um, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Well, like you say, you know, we all have our different ways of doing things. Mine is, is I was given this body and I shall use and abuse it until it conks out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> and that's also the beauty of, of experience, right? So just, just checking in with you. And one thing that I'm definitely going to start the show on all the time is most people do not, you know, we, we go into careers and we go into studies thinking that this is going to be our life and it takes a sharp turn in a different direction. 10 years ago, were you doing the same thing you're doing today? No. 10 years ago, I was on a commercial radio station doing that was, this is, you're listening to, coming up next is that. Sticking to that very beautiful format radio. Yeah. And, and, and well, you, I, I think I said it in one of our other um what do you call those things? The, the one of our Friday uh, content events and uh, the coffee shop, and uh, and and you really got a voice for radio. I don't know. It, 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 do you think that is like a 
And it's not like to say that you're ugly, <laughs> but it's like the ah, voice is so, your voice is so awesome. Um, is that is that a thing? You know, do you, do you, is it a thing? Because because like you when I when because I'm very auditory, right? So a lot of my content that I consume um, is 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 auditory. I mean, even when I'm watching videos or movies or something, I tend to look down. I don't. I, I'm, I capture it with my ears and your voice just like it, it's so you it's either so unique I don't know if there's ever voices that are always like some like someone else's but your voice just catches my ear um so so tell me is there such a thing and I, I mean was that in the um did they did they listen to your voice before they allowed you to be on radio <laughs> <laughs> well you know, it, it, it's a funny thing talking about your voice and the voice for radio and things like that. Um, naturally given one uh, funny story when I was in primary school towards the end of it, I didn't go through the voice breaking stage. I didn't do that donkey kind of voice. Uh-huh. I just woke up one morning and my voice had pretty much broken. It was the strangest thing ever. And I always have had a very strong uh, voice. Um, it's embarrassing and gets me in trouble sometimes because if I'm at the shops, and I want to say a comment about something, 90% of the people in the shop can hear what I'm saying. Even if I talk very quietly, they can still hear me. Um, so, so there's that side. But I mean, working in the industry for so many years now, you work on your voice, you look after it, you train it. Um, I, I did it, it's a stupid story. One of the reasons why I started smoking back in the day was to help develop my voice. It sounds really, really bad, but it helped create that gravelly, dark, deeper voice um, over time. Um, so there was that. And, and you also learn over time how to get inflections into your sentences and how you speak. Uh, it's not just the sound of the voice, but it's the inflections. Or, yeah, if, inflections are right That's yeah. it. Um, that you put Very into certain words in your sentence or the way you say things. You know, I mean, you could... You can go in to say something. Hi, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. But I can say exactly the same thing of saying, hi, I'm Chris. Great to meet you. You've got that energy that goes into the voice. And then you learn, you learn tricks of uh, projecting using your diaphragm, how to breathe in between sentences. Um, and when you do it for so long, it becomes almost like muscle memory. Um, you don't even have to think about it while you're busy, which is which is really nice with experience, because in the beginning, you have to concentrate quite hard on on your voice and how you present yourself. But eventually, with time, it just it just all ties in together. I hope that answers. I think that answers what you're saying. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's not actually strange around the whole smoking thing, because um, I used to in back in, in, in primary high school used to love uh, um, and follow, or I used to love hip hop and follow, I still do, but um, like love, follow all the guys. And I remember uh, people like Ja Rule, um, they, they, you know, that like really strong, like, you know, what do you do mama baby, that type of vibe. They, they would actually DMX, um, they would actually smoke. I heard that they would smoke cigarettes um, and strong ones so that it can actually impact the voice and and make it that gravelly that gravelly yeah. type of voice so so it's, it's no it, it, when you said that i was like huh. so that thing back then is actually true but but here's the trick right so let's try this this could backfire but you boys and girls please don't stop start smoking i've been doing it for 
over 20 years now, I can't kick it and I hate it and I wish I'd never started because there's other yeah. ways that you can do it. So simple example, Marlon, you've got, you've got potential really, really good voice. So I'm not, I don't mean to be condescending, but just hear me out. When you speak, try think of a sentence now. And when you speak, don't speak in your mouth. Try and move the speech to the back of your voice to make it that little bit deeper and rounded. See if you can try that. So you want me to say a whole bunch of sentences and try and pull it from the back of my throat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> there you go. So you, so you can hear the tone in your voice has changed already. It's a rounder, yeah. fuller sound. And then when you add the inflictions and um, a little bit of energy and confidence behind it, there you go. And that's how the process works. You don't have to go to extremes like the rest of the people have. You've actually naturally got it there. Um, and work, I always say with people, work with what you've got. So one of the key things is, is whenever you speak, speak with a smile. Because whenever you say something with a smile, it comes through in a much friendlier way. Even if people can't see your face, if they're just listening to your voice, they can hear the smile in it. So there's another yeah. And if you've got that really high voice and your strange accent, well, work with it because people will listen. They'll hear it. It's something different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, this is exactly it, right? Because so, 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 so. When when you <laughs> when you got into this industry, right? What, why radio? Because isn't it funny that that actually your voice is so well suited, and this became part of what you wanted to build a craft in, and 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 then you in radio. How how did that actually start for you? So um, I was uh, very very privileged and blessed to be forced to go to university. I wasn't given a choice. I wanted to go study computer coding and things. By the way, Dad. I was right. If I'd studied computer coding, I'd be a very rich man right now, but I'm doing what I like instead. So go figure. Anyway, so I was at varsity, not an academic person, incredibly unhappy, uh, studying a BCom marketing, and I needed something for my sanity. And there was a campus radio station there. And I thought, I've always wanted to try radio. I've always wanted to be there. And I like attention. I like um, presenting and things like that. So I thought, hey, I'll give it a bash. And I fell in love with the medium straight away. Not because I was given a, a platform where I could speak and people were forced to listen to me, um, which, which has sort of um, Lot Lamaki, last born child syndrome built in there. But I was able to create an opportunity to connect with people using just audio, to inform people, to entertain and to educate people. And that's what I really, really loved. I mean, even doing a show at two o'clock in the morning, that's soul wrenching. You're sitting in a studio by yourself. It's two o'clock in the morning. Your first class at six is at eight. And, uh, and, and you're talking and the next thing you get a, a phone call from somebody who's listening and, and they start interacting with you and you do a shout out to them and it makes their day and you play their song for them. That's what I really loved. I loved bringing, being able to sort of bring a community of people together under a common theme, be it music or news or entertainment, and and make them feel part of something. Mm. And I think that there's there's so many things you, you you sort of popped up for me. Just just quickly going a little bit back in in terms of 
the, the inflections and, and projecting your voice and things like that. I mean, especially as business owners where we are today, where we need to talk about our business, we need to almost present our business in many spaces so that we can actually get seen by others. I mean, that's really an important skill, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And um, look, everybody's not used to it. They don't have the experience. And one of the big things that holds them back is that self-confidence and, and courage that it takes to put yourself out there and put yourself, step up and be seen and be heard. Um, and you know what? If you, if you do it, even if you, even if you don't get somebody in to help you, right? Even if you go and do it, you're one step ahead of your competitors and the other businesses, because while they're sitting at home going, Oh, I'm not good enough. And it's not going to be good. And I'm going to look like an idiot. You've gone and done it already. You've taken that first step ahead of everybody else. So go for it, go put yourself out there. And reality is, are you going to have people who are not going to like it? You know, it's, it's going to happen, but a lot more people will see, hear, understand, and get to know you than if you just keep quiet. So it's law of averages. If you put something out there and a whole lot of people see it, of course, one or two of them is not going to like it, but you're reaching more potential clients, potential business, potential opportunities that you would never have had before if you'd done nothing. Yeah, and, and the, the opposite side of that is that you get to learn how to do it better next time. You know, it's not this imagination of I've just spoken to a whole lot of people and they either loved it or hate it. It's the reality of I've delivered something and I can see the feedback. So if I get zero uptake, I know, okay, cool. Let me get better at this. This is where I feel I went wrong. This, I can actually ask people in the crowd, um, what didn't you like? And um, or the organizers or whatever it is. So I think, like you said, it takes you that step further and just simply, I can do it better next time. I mean, I remember I did (laughs) did a talk and uh, I completely fluffed up the entire thing. Like literally I was was doing great until like halfway through. And then I just fumbled all over the the place and I couldn't recover. I struggled to recover. And and I'm more of a Q&A guy versus versus like a highly prepared. And on the back end, I think I saved it, but like right from 50% to the end, I totally botched that whole thing. And the beautiful thing is I could look back at it. I'll be like a bit, oh, but at the same time, I'd be like, wait a second. I know where I need to improve. This is where, you know, the, this is what, what happened for me. And I actually analyzed that and gave me that opportunity. So, so going, going to your, especially you, you started to build a community of people that are obviously connected to the, the brand, the main brand, the radio station. And, and, and you like felt like you were alone, but then people are actually connecting and, and, and giving you feedback. A lot of content creators businesses especially i mean like i guess my question is more around the fact that you were feeling like you're creating content alone but little did you know that there are actually people that are listening to you paying attention to you and not necessarily responding back to you how similar is that to many businesses who don't have a following who need to create that following and that are thinking about getting some content out there that's funny because we now live in a world of analytics. 
So you put a video on, on Facebook and how many impressions did you get and how many views and how much view time and, and comments and engagement and you've spent all this money. Tell you what, it, it, it's, I suppose we dip a little into philosophy on this one, but you know, if, if a tree falls over and no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? It's very much the same thing. And I mean, look at your own life. How often do you see content and consume it? But you don't comment. You don't give feedback. You don't go to the guy and say, hey, respect. Um, not a great video. Here's some improvement tips, but well done for doing it. Do you do that? No. Most of the no. time, no. Yeah. No. And you never know. That's the one beauty of, of digital now and putting content out there is it, it's there. It, it's not going to go anywhere. So you might not have 20 people comment and suddenly put in orders today with you. But three months from now, that time that you've forgotten about that video, that first video you put out there, you might actually suddenly have somebody contact you and say, oh, no, I saw your video. You'll be like, wait, what? It's there all the time. I mean, the first live YouTube video I did uh, 11 weeks ago. I never thought there was going to be a massive viewership on that. I thought maybe 40 people watch it. I'll be, I'll be happy. It's pushed over 800 views now. Um, and that's old content. I'm not even marketing it. I'm not even putting links out there and saying to people, Hey, go back and watch that. People are finding it and watching it themselves. Evidently they're enjoying it. So I'm happy with that, but mm -hmm. you know, you never know. So again, it, it comes to a question of do or don't do you make the decision. If it's not the right appropriate thing for you or your business, then that's perfectly fine. But if you want to do it and you know, I mean, we can go through stats of um, what's it? 85% of consumers say that it was due to a video content that they led to final purchase and all of these kind of different stats. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, is if you decide that's something you want to do, go and do it. Just do it. So decide. It, it's that get on, sit on the toilet or get off and just do it. And yes, there's people like me who can help coach you through the process, guide you, give you some tips, um, assist you, sit in the background and direct you while you're doing it and edit it for you and all of those things. I mean, there, there's those options and it makes those first few ones a little bit easier. But it's a question of do it or don't do it. And, and this is also the beauty of today, right? So, I mean, how did... Especially, I mean, you, you went, you went, that was a job when we were back at your story, we were sort of sitting in, in varsity, right? But you actually made a career out of it. You, 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 you were one of the, I remember I have a, a clear memory of, of getting landing in Cape Town and I got into a, a, a hired a car and I'm driving and I was like, this voice sounds so familiar, you know? <laughs> so, so um, I mean, like, you actually took this into the next level and, and worked in a radio station. Yeah, so I finished my extended study period and stayed on full-time with the community radio station in Stellenbosch. And uh, for two years, I nagged the biggest commercial radio station in the Western Cape um, for a job. Two years long. I mean, the program manager one day said to me, look, we're going to start telling security to not let you keep coming here to apply. And why do you keep coming back? And I just said to him, look, I'm determined. I need you to say yes once. You can say no as much as you want to. I just need that one yes. And blow me down about three weeks after that conversation, they phoned me and gave me an opportunity to work on production side. So that's running the studio for outside broadcasts and things like that. 
But three days later, while I was still doing my training, I did my first radio show on a, a station in Joburg because their studio was done and they needed somebody to broadcast from Cape Town for them at lastminute.com. I said, thank you. I'll take the opportunity. Five years late, I, I was there for five years. So I worked as the stand-in guy. Um, I had my own weekend show. And then any show throughout the entire spectrum of the radio station, if somebody was sick or on holiday or couldn't do their show, I stood in and, and I did shows across uh, the breakfast show, lunch, drive, you name it. I worked on all of it. And it was such a great opportunity to, to do some amazing, really, really cool things. I got to meet many, many, many different celebrities over the years, um, which was really cool. Um, Akon was a surprisingly nice guy. Um, you know, those kind of things. Um, but it was a great experience. But unfortunately, after five years working as the stand-in guy and uh, still like an intern um, and limited career movement, I decided, okay, well, time to grow up and get that real job and, and moved into the, the marketing field. That's, that's so interesting because, you know, like first you study something that you were like, ah, let me just do this. And then you move into the space that you really want to be in. Um, enjoy that. And then it's funny, like how the marketing just sort of creeps its way back in and, and is what you do today. Um, and I, obviously at this stage, you, of this stage of the story, you went and you worked, you, you worked, you employed um, by a company to, to run their marketing, right? Yeah, so how that natural progression went is, is, is I had to look seriously at, at career and future and, and adulting and things. And I, I realized, you know, I've got the marketing background and I am interested in it and I do love it. And what I'd been doing working in radio for so many years was actually marketing at the end of the day. As a presenter, you create this persona and this person that you market and put out there. You're working on big marketing campaigns on air and making sure they roll out and all those things. So I realized actually I'd also been gaining experience in that industry. And um, yeah, so I moved, I mean, I literally moved from radio. I started an online radio station for a while and uh, that didn't quite pan out so well. Don't do business with business partners. Um, and then got an opportunity to move from radio into a marketing manager role in an engineering manufacturing company. I mean, that was a complete shift of note. But I still had that basic experience and fundamentals that I was able to use and implement in, in the company. Yeah, I, I think... I think one of the big things that I always try and talk about and something that was brought to my eyes is, is you got to know when you know who you are and you really know, I mean, who you are is a really big thing, but if you know, like psychometrically speaking, if you know what you're good at, what you're naturally good at and you, and you've got skills that can contribute to what you really love, then you know, you've got like all the, the backing in, in terms of belief that you can do something because having to learn something new in a whole new space, it can be really daunting. And, and, and a lot of people struggle right there. Like I'm all the way over here. Um, I want to be all the way over there. But, um, you know, like I don't have any of the skill. I don't have any of those, those things um, that I think I may need. But it turns out, like, if you actually just trust in, in, in who you are and, 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 and you know 
what you can bring to the table and you you go more to try and express more of that because there's always more to learn right so you will you will build it up you will be able to get it and and the big thing that you already messaged that you already sent is you got to just do it because that's the only way you're going to figure it out right so I, I totally agree with you um you you mentioned three things in you know in in terms of why you got into radio and, and what you loved about it and you spoke about you know that you, the content itself needs to 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 entertain it needs to um inform and, and educate what when people are thinking about content and thinking about content creation how like how how does one actually make that work you're talking about what manufacturing engineering how do you make content that's entertaining and informative yet and not freaking boring <laughs> because I'm not an engineer, but I may need to consume those products or, or may need to adapt one of those products for whatever I'm doing. So, mm. or it could just be something that I could sort of talk about at a bribe. But what, how does one actually do that in whatever industry there? So look, in, in with that radio background and experience, you get trained that when you go into your radio link where you're speaking live, you need to have a plan as you go in. So you know what your entry point is, what your body is, and what your exit point is. And from that, like any marketing content that you put together, it's the same kind of concept. Know what your in is, what your content's about, and what your out is, keeping in mind the inform, entertain, and educate at the same time. So Simple example for, say, the, the manufacturing company. They made bottle filling equipment um, on factory lines. So you've got a what's called a 30-head, 30-valve um, uh, fuller. Now, entertain doesn't mean it has to be funny. But I tell you what, watching a video of that thing going around and filling bottles, which is not something everyday person gets to see, is surprisingly entertaining and fulfilling. Um, you know, there's even videos of guys who squish things and people love watching it um, because it's, so there's your entertainment. Now you can inform people by, hey, here's this 30, 30 valve uh, fuller, it can fill 500, so many 500 more bottles um, in, in 10 minutes. Quick, short, there's, there's a piece of interesting information. Now, mm. how are you going to educate somebody? Okay, well, on a bottle filling line, remember those bottles that go in need to be sanitized so that it's healthy for people. Um, so you're looking at UV um, sanitizing solutions. Quick, easy, in, out. So it's, it's inform, entertain, educate, keep it short, keep it sweet, in and out. Sweet. And I mean, yeah, I, and that's a great example. Um, especially as a great starting point because when you got when when you when you try and because when you try and sort of think about it oh we need to just put content out what people tend to do and it's funny i was i was uh, uh i was sent a video by my by one of my clients yesterday and they're like this video is going to really give you all the information it didn't say anything it really <laughs> didn't say anything <laughs> it basically just had a few clips of what their, their space look like and, um, you know, with respect to them, of course. And, 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 and then I looked at the, the, the one thing, then had a few words on it that said what they do. And, you know, and that was extremely vague. 
but at least it was content right so and 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 really they and i was like okay this is a great starting point but if, when we want to when we want to take this up a notch you're gonna you're gonna build on this you're gonna say okay what what didn't work in that video um and that's why i was like really kudos to them i was like you, you got started you put some stuff out there so now let's let let's take it up a notch let's, if we had to turn it here, let's, let's make it more clear in this space. Let's make it a little bit more eye-catching in the beginning. And, and let's actually just talk about what the customer really wants instead of, you know, instead of focusing too much on us. But you're right. And, and, and when, I, when I look at it from that perspective, I do have this feeling of like, oh, okay, they, they did well. They, 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 they tried something, which is really cool. So, so yeah. No, just the, the, the point is, is also like with that whole question and your client as well, you know, sometimes people are too close to their own thing, their own business to be able to think creatively enough and to clear out the clutter. I'm a marketing person. I've been doing it for a long time. I know all the theory. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm absolutely dreadful at it, doing it for myself because I'm too close to it. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be a big boy, get some good contracts so that I can pay somebody else to do my marketing simply because it's not because I'm not good at my marketing. It's just, I'm too close to it, too close to the business. So like that question of, you know, how do I make my product entertaining and informative and all of those things? Well, you're going to struggle with that because you, the, unless you're a really creative person, naturally you, you're too close to the picture to see. And then also when it comes to your messaging, you know all the millions of facts that you want to put out there. So that's what makes it long and, and, and boring. But if you have somebody who's got an outside perspective can say, look, we, just that piece of information and just that piece and that piece will make it quicker, shorter, more concise. If they want to find out the more information, that's where you build in the mechanisms for them to contact you to find out more. But mm. keep it short and simple. And it's again, like your client, your client should chat to you and get you to give them some nice creative ideas simply because they're too close to it. Well done to them for doing it. Now they can take it that next step and say, Hey, Marlon, come be creative for us. How do we take this a step further? No, hundred percent. The, the, it's very difficult to see the, the label on a bottle when you're in the inside. It's just that simple. And, 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 and now today we've got so many different people, coaches, um, contractors that can really help us with these things, like you said. And I mean, you, you mentioned that we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about like this talking and how that, how, how that can help people. But I want to dive into especially your speciality, specifically around, because I'm, as I said, I'm an auditory person and where we're leaning towards with technology today, it's moving in this space of audio, branding, audio content. Um, we, are, we are shouting to our Alexa or our Siri and telling it to play the latest podcast. Um, you know, this is, is gonna be, even though there's video of this, there's gonna be an audit, an audit it's primary auditory um, piece of content. So what, what sort of advice do you have for people trying to, well, first of all, they're gonna use that, you know, the, the, the inter, they're, they're going to start with a, some sort of an introduction. They have an in, they have a middle, they have an out. But I mean, how do you think it's important, firstly, to actually start creating some audio first type of content in these days? 
Um, and does that mean like uh, I should have something playing in the background on my website? For sure. Look, audio branding is vitally important. Um, quick example, mom remembered. If you hear, mom remembered. Mom <laughs> remembered. Mom. Oh, oh yeah, I see. That. No, no, no. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> it's not inside, it's on. Top. Yeah, that one, that one I got for sure. So, so yes, those are powerful taglines, but they, I mean, my son's three and a half. He's never seen the Melrose advert, okay? But it's gone generational that when he sees that in the fridge, he says, mom remembered Melrose. Okay, so yes, it's that tagline, but it's the sound that goes with it. Um, why do you think the big companies like McDonald's or your big retailers and all of that, all of their advertising has that little jingly piece that plays uh, in all of their content because they're creating that audio brand. You've spent all this money getting a graphic designer and it is a long process to design a logo and your brand. You got these brand strategies and you're gonna put it out there and make sure it's consistent. Why not add, it's, it's very simple to choose the right little piece of audio, whether it be a jingle or a sung, song something or whatever the case may be. I mean, you, you find what, what um, resonates with your brand and include that because like you say, there's so much content out there at the moment. There's so many things going on, noise, people listening to things, playing things. I mean, you walk down the street these days, how many guys are walking around with Bluetooth speakers playing something? Now, hypothetically speaking, they're playing something off YouTube. You've got your YouTube advert and somebody walking past here is your ding, da, ding, ding, ding. And they know, oh, wait, that's story advantage. And it'll get their attention straight away. And I always mm. say... Your, your hearing is the most one of, is the most powerful sense of them all. If you don't want to see something, you close your eyes. Don't want to taste something, don't put it in your mouth, et cetera, et cetera. Your hearing, you can't really ever switch off. Even when you're asleep, you still hear things. So it's a very powerful tool to use to have there and just have it there and consistently, consistently use it and use it and use it. Yeah, I mean, how many people, how many people train while they're listening to something? And, and, and if you, I mean, today, especially if you, if you have a Spotify playlist and you have an ad running there, that person's going to definitely hear you. Um, so, so, I mean, like, it, it's amazing. And, and I don't think, I don't know, like, there's a whole shift now around the radio um, and, you know, less people, so people sort of rather streaming radio than, than your conventional in the car um, listening. And so, so in, with, with all of that, that, that also opens up opportunity for smaller businesses, right? Well, exactly. I mean, you've got so many platforms that you can post onto now, find the one where your target market's consuming um, content and it's open for advertising. I mean, look at, <laughs> you, don't get me started about talking about the radio industry because we'll be here for another hour. But a long story short is, is they, they asked the commercial radio industry never wanted to change the model. They wanted to do that old school format style radio where you have advertisers and it's this and it's that and it's very restrictive. Whereas people were looking for options to just stream audio or have interaction with people where your podcasts are now coming in um, and, and 
because there's not easier, cheaper platforms to, to run, then the advertising costs are cheaper. And there's various different monetizing models around behind that. So the radio industry wouldn't um, change. And I mean, let's face it, you've, you're going to pay a few grand to, to be on a, on a radio station. Whereas now with a couple grand, you could do a really good YouTube campaign um, reaching your exact target audience yeah. for a lot less money than what you'd have to pay to be on, on radio and you can reach yeah. a wider audience. Yeah, and, 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 and I think the bigger thing is, is that you will actually know if it's working. You know, the, if, if you go out, I had, I had a situation with a client where she decided, no, she was going to go and uh, she got a great deal um, on a radio station and she was going to do this thing. And they went through all this painstaking task of trying to get the content on there. This is what we're going to do. And they got zero, absolutely zero. Now, could that happen digitally? Yes. The only difference is you can tweak it and you can go again. Whereas that ad is gone. You can only do it once. If, even if it's going to play over and over and over again, you, you've just gone through the whole painstaking um, plan of just getting this thing audio ready, you know, radio ready. And then you got, you've got no choice. You know, it's done. But you can, the beauty of today with the digital side is that you can really just change it. Okay, that didn't work. Let me try something different. Let me try something different. And you can see by through literally tracking whether someone clicks that thing or not, what's happening. So, I mean, that really just opens up the game quite a lot. And I, I'm still surprised how people don't really get that. Um, and especially as smaller businesses. So um, in terms of like, we, we, we're in the space of like talking about content marketing and, and, and using that. Um, we were talking a lot about advertising just now, but what about the people that don't really have the money to really invest in those things, to, to, to invest in advertising, even though it's really scalable. Um, but what about like, I'm just starting out and I need to start getting this content out there. How do I do that? What would you say is the best way for me to start? Look, I mean, like you were saying now, is, is the, the opportunities are there far more than they've ever been. I mean, back in the day, you had traditional media where you needed a large budget. And to advertise, you would be on the radio or a TV or something, and that was really, really expensive. These days, there's so many options. So first protocol is, is see what your budget is. See what you've got. Work with what you've got. If it's 100 grand or, or, or $100, then that's what you've got. Don't try and spend future money that you might get from sales. Work with what you've got now and then start looking at platforms and options. There's free ones. I mean, even if you've got your own Facebook page and you've got a following of people and you create something small and quick, put it on there. YouTube, to have your own YouTube video on a channel, that's free. Yes, you might not have an audience straight away, but you produce that video and the 20,000 emails that you land up sending in a month you put a call to action in your email signature saying, hi, have a look at our latest video. There you go. Did that cost you anything? Mm. Maybe a little bit of extra time, mm. um, but that way you are reaching an audience. So there's, it, the, the, the best starting point is, is work out a budget that you can afford and then work, look at what that budget is, what you want to achieve and work with that 
and look at different opportunities because there's so many different opportunities out there. Work with those and then you can build and build and build from there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, that, so, so then that leads to the next part, which is, so what the hell do I put out there? Because I hear you. Okay, I need to get a budget. Let me say I've got one. Now, what do I put on there? What do I put on that Facebook page you're talking about or that YouTube video? I mean, these people are doing, uh, and, and it's funny, I was speaking to a lady just like that. She's got this online shop. She wants to grow it. Um, she's got really awesome products, but nobody knows about it. Mm. And, and she's like, I don't understand this Instagram stuff, even though she knows like Instagram is a great place for me to put my stuff. I don't understand it what the hell do I do next? Because honestly, this stuff is all confusing to me. Here's, here's, here's what you put out there. Share your story. Share your why. People love stories. People love getting to know you. And also the big thing at the moment is, is people only want to buy or be associated with brands that are authentic and real and can be trusted. So if you present yourself and your content in a way that's not salesy, but it's telling, it's telling a story. Uh, the person's shop uh, that you're mentioning, just off the top of my head, what kind of products? Is it beauty products or consumables it's or? Tea. Tea. What a great opportunity. So she can pick one of the teas off the top of my head. Earl Grey, Grey tea. I like the taste of Earl Grey tea. I don't know much about it. So what if she told the story of, Here's the quick history of Earl Grey tea. Mm, mm. We've got Earl Grey tea. No, 100%. 100%. And, and she and, could tell the story of, I sell tea. How did I get to the point where I've got this online shop selling tea? That sounds like a pretty interesting story on how they got it. Yeah. I built an online e-commerce store. What did I learn during the process that I can share with you so that you don't have to go through the same pain? That's interesting content. People will consume that. Yeah. They'll see you as trustworthy, authentic, real, and they're getting a story. So, and what about the people now that they don't really want to be on the camera? They don't want to be front and center. They, they're scared of that. I'm going to use the word to say scared, um, but they have inhibitions about having to be in front because a lot of people like this. They want to have the brand up front because they want to grow a brand, right? But they want to grow this brand, this faceless brand. Um, well, that's at least the idea, just so that they don't have to be front and center around this whole thing, probably also because they're involved in something else. So what would you suggest around that? And there's different um, options there. One being going to animation. If you want the product, to advertise itself and speak for itself, create an animation, get some voiceover artists. I do two or three different voices so that it's not dependent on that one person because nothing worse than building a brand around one guy's voice and then he is no longer available. That, that doesn't work, but you can do... And, and animation options are really affordable these days and easy. There's so many platforms like Doodly and all of those things that you could create yeah, something. Fiverr. It's, yeah, it's, it's quick and easy. So there's that option. Or you can get somebody that you, you connect with. could be somebody in your company. It could be a presenter like myself. There could be various different people and they can be the, 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 the face of your product or your company for you. The one thing I would recommend is still have at least a small portion that comes from the, the business owner or one of the main people of the business. You know, if you're a big corporation, 
um, and a massive big brand, that really doesn't matter. But if you're a small to medium enterprise, to get that trust there, yes, have the person present for you, but include a voice snippet of, hi, I'm Marlon from Story Advantage. We, we love stories. Um, you know, you have that in there as well and let somebody else do it for you. But um, ultimately, I mean, the first prize is, is to step out of that comfort zone and, and put yourself up, up there. That's what, that's what I believe in, is helping people get to that point where they step up and they can be seen and heard. We find different ways to do it. And this is a great segue because this is what you help businesses do, right? I mean, for people that, have the, 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 that feel like content creation is hard, um, I have no idea where to get started, or even if I'm getting creating content, but I want to be able to create something that is fairly unique and that as at the same time profiles me, my business, and promotes us. That's like you, you got a show that does that, right? Yeah. So I offer various different um, solutions, and it's I, you know it's one of those ones where I get told, Chris, you have to be more focused, and people don't understand. But it's it's simple. I, I create solutions based on what people's needs are. The main focus being on getting you up and out there and being recognized and being seen and being heard. And we do that through, I can produce you a five minute video. You tell me what the thing is. I script it, storyboard it, film you doing it, coach you through it. We record it, edit, package, you can do that. Then I've got biz talks. Now biz talks, um, how pretentious is it if a business owner goes on and we've seen these videos, we've both seen them. Hi, I'm Chris from Live to Dream. I started my company two and a half, two years ago, almost in the wake of COVID. I sold this product and I would like you to buy it from me. Yeah, great. The guys on video presented pretty well. It's pretentious. So I created Biz Talks, which is an interview radio style platform. We recorded on Zoom and I interview the business owner to get their, them and help them share their story. So we start off, talk about who the person is, how their career developed, how they got into their business, how their business has grown and end off with, okay, well, this is what you offer and, and um, the call to actions that go with it. So now you, you're being interviewed by somebody. It's not that pretentious um, view of yourself. You're telling your story, you're sharing your story. Um, and it works really well if it's, if, if it's used correctly. And then afterwards, I edit it, put your branding in, package it, upload it onto YouTube, give it to you. It's your content to do with as you please. And I also do a five minute and one minute highlight clip. So you've got a 30 minute interview and then your call to action, smaller clips that draw people to, to the full interview. And again, that's you can be used as a mini corporate video. You can send it to potential clients who want to find out more about you and your company. Um, there's, there's so many applications you can do with it, but it's a facilitated video content where you interviewed radio style to make it more natural and organic. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and exactly that, it, it can get you started, get you in that vibe of creating that content and be more comfortable on, on I was gonna say radio, on, 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 <laughs> on video and, and just getting yourself out there. I think it's really a great solution for anyone to just get started and um, yeah, so definitely I'll drop the links um, to, to, to Chris's stuff for you guys to sort of jump in on that. So I think, you know, as a, as a, I want to just quickly, before we close, just sort of jump into 
audio branding and because I it's something I've been looking at a lot. And I think like like choosing a logo, it takes forever sometimes, you know. Um, what would you suggest? I mean, you're talking about a jingle, so I could have my jingle in the beginning of this video that you were talking about, right? Um, yeah. And then maybe have it, um, I'd have to see that in people's minds. So I'd have to repeat it over and over again in pretty much all my content or as much of content as uh, that I put out there. So how do I choose an awesome jingle or sound? <laughs> Go look for it. Um, uh, you can get somebody to help you find one. Um, and as you were talking, you, you saw me drifting off. That's my thinking face because then the hamster gets on the wheel and comes up with ideas. I'll help you find an audio brand. It can be a sound. It can be a sound effect. It can be a jingle. It can be a song. There's, there's loads of royalty-free um, things. Just Google it and, and sift through them and, and pick one that resonates with you. I found mine by accident. It's a little sound clip that goes, hey, but I played with everything that I do um, with the idea of people will get to know that with my brand. So when they hear that, hey, it grabs the attention and then oh, there's Chris. Um, and you know what? In two, three years time, maybe I'll change it. Maybe it'll yeah. be a new song. But I've had that there that there's that consistency. And when people hear it, they know it's me as well. So let me find... Okay, off the top of my head, the kind of thing I would look for, story advantage, know a little bit about you and your company and the marketing. Um, I'm thinking of a sound effect of somebody opening a book and flipping through it. Um, and you could even have, and now boys and girls will listen to our story or something like, it's story time, boys and girls. You know, that kind of vibe, we could work with something like that and play with yeah. it. Or we yeah. could go with something very edgy and go, bum, 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 bum. You know, but again, you and I would chat, we'd work out what kind of fits in with your brand and where you want to go, um, what the look and feel is. And then we find a, a sound that that matches with that. And that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I mean, I have an audio, I have an audio thing that I'm working with currently. My brother's in sound. So um, I've, I sort of pulled his ear to say, listen, I made this up. These are two things, sounds that I just plonked together. I need you to make it way better than what it is. Um, and you're, you're right. Like you got to think about what is also that feeling or that idea that you want to leave with people um, that they remember. And still at the same time that, that communicates that you, your uniqueness, but it, at the same time catches their attention and reminds them of you. So, so, I mean, that is, it's great advice. It's really awesome stuff. So Chris, we're, before we close, I mean, this has been really awesome. Uh, you're such a you're such a likable guy, and, and you have so much great content to share. Um, where do people find you? Uh, please just email me. I'm in the process of updating my website and um, all my social media channels. As I said, I'm terrible at marketing myself. Can do it well for other people, but not myself. Uh, so actually, email is the best way. Um, you know, as you were talking earlier about skills and skill sets. I, one of my biggest ones is, is I love a good challenge. I like people coming to me and saying, this is my, my thing that I struggle with, or this is my challenge. Can you create a solution for me around that? And that kind of conversation really gets me going because then I get to be creative. I come up with a solution 
and we can work out what's best for you in your context. Um, you know, I'm not going to sell you the, the yacht if you live in a landlocked country um, because that's not what you need. But yeah. drop me an email, share a little bit. I love connecting with people. I love hearing what their, what their questions are or their challenges are. Drop me an email and let's start a conversation on what we can do to help you through your challenges. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. And uh, I mean, I would re I'd really encourage people to, to think about marketing in a different way because, and getting started. Because if, if you don't get started, if you don't do things and then you reach out to somebody um, like Chris or especially what's happening today is like maybe people will feel, I need to market myself. And then they will get a professional to do their marketing. Um, and maybe this this is be the last, last question, I swear. Um, how important do you think it is for the company themselves to really sort of own that branding, that messaging, that the actual in and out of the video, of whatever the content they're creating, um, as opposed to sort of, hey, Chris, I got you, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing, and, and, and probably we could do a whole show just around this because this is one of the other things I'm, I'm a really passionate person. So another thing I'm passionate about is, is about marketing. Please, please do yourself a favor before you go and spend money on a marketing manager or a social media specialist or whatever, look at the basics of marketing. It's like in science, the principles of physics, no matter how much the world changes, those physics principles and basics will always be the same. What goes up must come down, a mass moving forward. You, you know all of those things, right? Mm. In marketing, it's the same thing. And you really need to focus on getting those basic foundations in place first. Otherwise, you're not going to be as successful with your marketing efforts as you would like to be. It's got to be an integral part of your business from product development through to your pricing, through to your place, which is your distribution and production areas and all of that to the end one, which is promotion. And that's how you put yourself out there. But get those first four basics right. Um, really focus on those. Have a basic understanding of marketing. I've seen so many guys had the wool pulled over their eyes because they don't understand marketing, have at least a, a basic principles concept. They've gone to somebody, they've, they've been charged a whole lot of money and they got barely anything back. But the, the company, because they're the specialists, have told them, no, but this is really good. For the price you're paying, you're doing really well. I look at that and I go, no, 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 you've spent, you've wasted a lot of money. Um, please don't do that. Uh, but because they don't understand, and then that's why they have that frustration of, well, I'm marketing, I'm spending budget, I'm doing all of these things, but I don't have any sales at the end of the day. Tied in. Please go back to the basics. And there's a flip side to that as well. Even though you get somebody else to do your marketing, if you if, if you, again, and it's like right time right back to what we originally started with is if you, if you own, if you take responsibility for it, no matter who it is, may pull up the wool over your eyes, may confuse you a little bit by what really works, but you learn. Instead, a lot of, I've, I've spoken to many clients that say, you know, they just, they're horrible and they've learned nothing, you know, out of the whole process. 
and they're not seeing what really works or what's gotten that little one result. So moving from even from agency to agency, um, the, the idea is to take the learnings, the positives, and plug it into the next thing and really get some of those core things honed out. But you got to take the learnings. you got to evolve with them. So, Chris, I know that you got to run. I want to say thank you so much for your time, man. It was been awesome shooting the shit. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely want to bring you on another time and, and, and just check in with you and see where things are at. And I tell you what, why don't you join me one of these days? Because you haven't had the opportunity yet on uh, Tribe News or the FB show. Let's book you in and interview you on one of those. Oh, that sounds awesome, man. Definitely going to do that. Cool. I'll have your people talk to my people. Yeah, well, we'll organize. We'll do it. <laughs> Virtual assistant, book Marlin. Okay, thanks. <laughs> that cool, mean, that's me going off screen. No, wait, I've got a little bit more time. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. That's me off screen. Okay, Chris, I'll do it. I'll do it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, and cool. Awesome chatting with you, man. And thank you for your time. And I look forward to connecting you with you soon. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you.